Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Hey, Jesse. Jesse, it's me, Judge John Hodgman. Judge Hodgman, what are you doing out here? Uh, it's too early. Get uh, back in Get back in your chambers. Couple of things. Wanted to show you my new robes. Are those stripes a tribute to the Pirates of Penzance? I uh, designed it myself. Very creative. And the second thing is uh, I did it with money raised by listeners. That's right. This whole show is supported by listeners, like the people who are listening right now to our voices. And not just my crazy fashion choices, also the show itself could not exist without the support of listeners. And that's why I'm very excited to announce it's the Maximum Fun Pledge Drive, also known as the Max Fund Drive, because <laughs> I'm a punsmith. Well, the good news is that we have totally amazing cases uh, for our two shows in the Max Fund Drive. So I think people will have a good time listening to these shows. And if folks want to learn more about giving to support uh, all of the work that we do here at MaximumFun.org, including making this show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And hey, let's get right into the show. Okay, it's a scary one. Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week's case, Der Fliederhaus. Noah and his brother Adam got a deal on a house in foreclosure, and now they live there together while they're slowly fixing it up. The issue is that the house is infested with bats that slip through the cracks in the bathroom walls. Noah is disturbed by the bats' presence, I can't imagine why, and prefers to avoid them at all costs by shutting them into the bathroom. Adam thinks Noah is being a wimp and should confront the bats head on. How should they deal with their flying mammal problem? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. No, 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 Bat justice. Uh, Jesse, would you please just check and make sure the courtroom is free from bats and snakes? I'm not going to check. Okay, swear them in, but I'm going to continue to wear my helmet. What do you think I am, the bailiff? (laughs) Please stand and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Yes. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he himself has been known as a creature of the night? Oh, even more so. Sure. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Okay, you are both brothers, Noah and Adam. Noah is the plaintiff bringing the case. Noah, are you the older or younger brother, please? The older. You are the older brother? And yes, you, sir. And you two live together in a house that was foreclosed, and there is a problem with bats. Noah? Yes. Uh, why don't you tell me more about the problem with bats? Uh, well, the fact that they're here is probably the biggest problem. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be in a house. <laughs> All right, let me. They l- should be in a cave. <laughs> yeah. uh, l- let me get a little bit more information of the house. Is uh, is your house a house that is built upside down, hanging under the bridge in Austin, Texas, the large, largest urban bat colony in the world? No, but I do know April 1st is going to be very interesting for them. Why is that? Because they're, they're, uh, they're known in some cultures, in, in Native American cultures, as a trickster god? No, more about the Today in Ragnarok uh, entry where the bats are going to be screaming, nesting, and visitors' hair, begging for asylum. 
Oh. That part's a little worrisome. You are making reference to my book, That Is All. I have to, yes. Is this Noah speaking now? Yes. All right, I reject your pandering. <laughs> Mark him down. Mark him down one on the justice scale. That's down, minus one for you. Pandering. That's fine. I'll, I'll accept it. Is that an actual scale? It, it is. It's the scales of justice. All right. All right. Take, take one off for, uh, for the other brother, too, Noah. <laughs> no, for Adam. Take one off for Adam. One, one. It's a scale of justice, and, and it's piled high with bats on both sides. <laughs> and as you and as you offend me, I will take a bat away. And the and 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 uh, and the other the other party will uh, be closer to justice. This was how it was done in colonial times by witches, in witch court. Now listen to me. Tell me more about the house. It is not on the underside of a bridge in Austin, Texas. Where is it located? Uh, in Paola, Kansas. Okay, and it's a house that was foreclosed several and, times, as far as I understand. Okay, and uh, and and describe the house to me. A small two-story house with um, well holes where there shouldn't be. Uh, my, mainly, this bathroom area is an unfinished room where that we have uh, kind of insulation nailed up and things, but it's a lot of wind and. Things have access to that area. And is it your belief that the bats are living inside the house or just coming inside the house? Uh, I hear them in the walls, so okay. I'm thinking that they are at least here most of the time. And you two are brothers, is that correct? Yes. And are you ghost hunters? <laughs> No, we okay. haven't had ghosts yet. Uh, okay, so, I think so we're okay. describe to me the reality television show that you are shooting where the two brothers uh, buy up foreclosed bat-infested homes and live in there together. What show is that? Is that on HGTV? Is that Bat Brothers? Is that you? Um, not yet, but it sounds like a good pitch. Okay. Why are you doing this to yourselves? Why are you living together in a bat-infested home? It was cheap. Are you from Kansas originally? Yes. Yes. I had been overseas for a bit, and they had, uh, my brother and parents had bought this house, and when I came back, I've, I've kind of moved in. Although I guess the bats were here first, so maybe it, I'm the problem. And how much did this depressing haunted home with holes in the walls and, and bats all over the place cost you? $27,000. $27,000. Well, it's not, not bad. I don't know the Kansas haunted house real estate market particularly well, but that's a pretty good deal, huh? Yeah. Once you get rid of all the bats in this house and, uh, and replace it uh, with snakes, you're going to flip it. And how much will you sell it for? Uh, this is mostly just a living-in house. We okay. just took advantage of pre-flippers, if okay. that's the term. I gotcha. Describe to me what it is like for you, Noah, when you are in the bathroom and a bat comes in. If you've seen the evidence, the pictures that I uh, sent you, it's pretty much uh, fear-inducing and a lot of shrieking like a girl and running out of the room. Well, I, you did send in evidence, photographs of the bathroom. I have yes. a feeling that this is doctored evidence because there's a picture of, is that you? Yes, I had one that was not doctored and one that was, okay. just so you could compare. First of all, it is never necessary for anyone to send me photographs of themselves sitting down in a bathroom. Let's <laughs> just put that down. Take a bat off the scale for him. Okay, second of all, you are staring at a doctored photograph of a gigantic bat with the head of the famous Weekly World News bat boy on it. That is not the problem, right? And that, that is not, is that is not that, real. That is my emotional reaction to the situation. Okay, take another bat off for doctoring photographs. It's not looking good for you, Noah. 
Oh, well. Okay, so I do, but I mean, I do see these pictures of the bathroom, and um, they are terrifying, but not because of bats. This is a grim scene. What we have here is, uh, it, 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 it looks like a cabin made out of old boards with a, uh, a, a fiberglass insulation roof, some pieces of drywall haphazardly stacked against one another to form a shower. A shower curtain, which, as far as I can tell, is a navy blue towel clamped to something. And then you have uh, your... your uh, and I don't think there's a single right angle in this photograph. Everything is like a weird, gross lean-to that you're in. It's a terror downer, is it not? It was at one point. It's, it's slowly being resurrected. Oh, so you are, you are renovating it. Yes, as money and things... Um, come in we're both students at the moment and not working so it, it's kind of that's why we haven't paid money to exercise the house of the bat problem what are you studying noah uh, instructional design and technology okay that's meaningless adam what are you studying yes. respiratory therapy respiratory therapy yeah okay so you're helping people in the world and you're the t- and you're the tough brother obviously noah when you're yes. in there sitting down in the bathroom Tell me about a bat coming in, a real experience. Yes, this, this was why I took it from that angle, just um, because that's what I was looking at. Where the bat is at is approximately where it came out through the wall okay, at the top I have, there. I have a picture here of the corner, the top corner uh, above the shower, where there is clearly a bat hole between yes. the top of the wall and the piece of pink fiberglass that you are using as your roof right now. Yes, that's where it had come out. And I was, um, well, occupied at the moment when it did. And like I had mentioned, the whole screaming and running part. But, you know. So tell me again, the bat starts coming out. What color is the bat? Uh, it was a, at least a darkish brown to black. I, I couldn't, I, I would say a very dark brown probably. So it was not a, a, a golden, a, a giant golden uh, head fox bat? With the Weekly World News head, no. It okay. was, that was just one that I'd found on a very quick Google image search. And so when it crawled out, what did it do next? It came straight from my face. Did it look around and say, oh my God, it's gross in here. Goodbye. No, I think they were part of the renovation problem. So yeah, they, came, they think they're used to it. So it came straight at your face? Really? Well, that was kind of a, if you see the picture, it was pretty much just a straight that was just the first straight path for it to come at. I don't want to really talk about the, I don't want to talk about the picture anymore because we've established that the picture is phony. Okay? No, I mean where I'm sitting. You might as well see. you might as well have sent in a Thomas Nast engraving of a bat attacking <laughs> a guy. I don't care. I want you to draw me a word picture that is accurate and not word photoshopped. Do you understand? Starting now. Yes. Bat comes out, describe it to yes. me narratively. Okay, it was a smallish bat, probably about Start by the size saying of it was this. a No, you don't know how I'm a professional writer. Listen to me. Start okay. by saying it was a dark and stormy night. Yes, it was a dark and stormy night. Okay. It wasn't actually, but yes, the bat crawled out. It was probably it was after dusk, probably when they were out feeding and moving around and it may have become lost trying to get out of the attic to go eat mosquitoes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I heard the rustling in the wall area that goes from the basement up through that shower. Mm-hmm. And then I, it emerged from that area and 
flew straight towards me. It then kind of just bounced around in that area until I was able to kind of jump out and run for the living room. Did it bang its gross, mousy, greasy body against your face? It did not. Did it make any contact with you whatsoever? No. All right. And what and what sound did you make as this was happening? I don't know. I think it's like the Confederate yell to where you can't really make it unless you're in that situation. But right. I imagine it was very high pitched and not very manly. Okay, let's do it this way. I'm a bat. You make the sound. That's the sound of my wings. What? Are you a bat too? No, that was the kind of eek that would come out. Come it on, was a very girlish. No. Take another bat off the scale. Don't Photoshop it. Just do it. What do you, what do you sound like when you scream? We need to, we need to uh, get a sense of this. I don't scream enough to really be able to tell you what it was like. It's probably like, whoa. Okay. And, yeah. All right. So you weren't that scared. Adam, describe to me the bat problem you have in your house. Are there a lot of bats, or is this a one-time occurrence? Approximately every three months, one comes out until I kill it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. One comes out every three months until you kill it. Every three months, a bat emerges from the bathroom? No. Uh, I've had them come out through my room. Basically, this, this house was originally built in around 1890, and then the people that added on to it just kind of put rooms in places. One of my closets used to be the exterior, uh-huh. so, so like there's siding inside the closet. It's, you know... In a hodgepodge house, basically. What's that and supposed to mean, sir? Like if you took two or three different houses and kind of put them together. Oh, a hodgepodge house? Yeah. Three bats off. Take three bats. It's offensive. What? what? Oh. <laughs> offensive. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. All right. So, the so it's, the, it's basically areas. it's the Winchester Mystery House that you're living in. Bunch of different rooms added onto one another. There's no code observed when building it. Doubtful. Okay. And so bats will emerge from any place once every three months or so. And then describe to me what how do you what do you do? How do you how do you take care of these things? Uh, like the first time it happened, I was asleep and then I noticed a bat coming at me, so I laid there trying to figure out if I was still asleep and then I got up and got a book and hit it. And, and that's basically variations of that have happened sometimes. Basically, any flat aerodynamic object becomes a cudgel. And and when you say the bat was coming at you, like was it well, was it crawling up your chest or was it no, fla- fluttering just, around? It just flew near enough to me to startle me. Did it look like it was freaking out and was trying to get out, or did it look like it was coming at you? No, I think they're trying to get out, and mm-hmm. I've actually a couple times tried to, you know usher them out but they don't cooperate so eventually since i don't want rabies i end up you know killing them well right i mean that's an that's an important thing right because bats are vectors for a lot of different diseases most humans who get rabies get them from bats according to my research they also are a vector for uh the respiratory ailment known as sars which i would think could would concern you as a a respiratory therapist in training you don't want to have to trake yourself do you no, I think it concerns anybody with lungs. So why so. do you want, so so why do you want to live with these bats? 
I don't necessarily want to. We've looked into getting them done, and the areas around here say they don't do that, the people we've contacted. Really? I just want to throw some poison up in the attics, and I've been oh, uh, vetoed. I'm, I'm perfectly confident that you are willing and eager to take matters into your own hands with poison and cudgels. But is there I'm really pragmatic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure you would trake all these bats to death in one night if you had if you were given leave to. But if you uh, but there's no professional exterminator that you've researched that will take Not care yet. of all these bats. Not I'm sure the price range. Oh, okay. That's a different story. Noah, what's what's the what's your take on this? Uh, there are none very close. There's some within maybe 40 miles or so, but they're charging um, more than we're willing to spend at this point, not having jobs. Everyone knows you live in the scary bat house of Kansas. What's the town again? Paola. Paola. Paola, yes. Kansas? Like, pay, like, like pay, P-A-Y-O-L-A? P-A-O-L-A. Oh, Paola. Okay. Uh, the, you know, you, you live in the creepy house. You live in the creepy bat house of Paola, Kansas. You're the two brothers who were fool enough to buy this place. No one's ever going to go uh, a bat wing's length near it. But if they're not giving an estimate, how do you know that it's a, out of your price range? Uh, well, they wouldn't look around to really pin it down, but they said just the bare minimum would be about $400 just for them to look around. And and that wasn't just kind of off the top of their head. Right. And you guys are living in a fiberglass and drywall shack full of bats. So I'm just going to stipulate that $400 is more than you are able to pay for the peace of mind. No, I'd pay that if that was, you know, for the job, not to just come and look. What's the maximum amount you would pay to uh, get the bad dollars $600, okay. Because at that point, they're going to be doing with fancy machines what you could just do with a dictionary, right, sir? Or poison. Or what kind of poison would you put up there? I don't know, like the... Those bombs they put, you know, when they put in when they tent a house, Uh I figure that should kill pretty much anything. Right, but your house has completely porous walls. There's no way a bug bomb is going to work in there. I don't know. I mean, you throw a couple of them in there, it should be all right. So, Noah, your brother seems extremely eager to pump your house full of toxins and try to take care of this bat problem. Why is that not sufficient for you? Uh, well, in addition to being a coward, I also would prefer not to harm animals if at all possible. What? Yeah. <laughs> they're not. I mean, they're good for the you know getting mosquitoes and everything else. They didn't ask for us to move in. I mean, they're not malicious in their intent. They're just confused and visiting where we'd prefer not to have them. So, what solution do you propose? Uh, if we could bat-proof the house at some point where they could get out but not come back in. So basically just make them homeless but not dead. Uh, Noah, bat-proof the house, how are you going to – so there's a colony of bats clearly living. You have a basement? Yeah. Yes. Okay, you think that's where the bats are? Uh, no. they're, they have access through the attic, basement, and all over. They, they run the house. It's Yeah. They're most likely in the chimney. That's from research seems to be where they go in older houses. So you've done some research into bats? It yes. Seems, it's not uncommon, apparently. Just uncommon to keep them there. And so how, how could you possibly, without, just as an, as an alternative. As an, okay, Bailiff Jesse. I think you have. I think you have been bitten by a bat, and you've now gotten laughing rabies. 
it's just uncommon to keep them there. But I don't know that there's bats in their house. That's why. I'd prefer they be just relocated, but not slaughtered. Sure. And just for maybe the fact that I know with Adam's method of beating them with whatever seems to be handy, uh, that some of the diseases can be transmitted through saliva and blood, which he could easily be covered in. So I would, you know, kind well, I, of prefer to in urge my, them out. In my mind, I pictured him covered in saliva and blood right now. That was the mental picture I that I have. I haven't seen him lately. It's possible. Uh, and how are you guys, what are you guys, the public library? How are you reaching me via computer? You live in a room full of, uh, uh, a shack full of holes and bats. You have broadband up in there? Yes. Huh. Yeah, I wonder what your priorities really are. So you want to get rid of the bats. What's the method that you're going to suggest? I said um, just waiting until they're out. Uh, I've looked at sealing up holes and things, but giving them some kind of exit when they go out to feed at night and then sealing it up so they can't come back in. Or a drum circle. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That means that's, that seems like a, a, a more or less effective method if you seal up the holes in the bathroom right mm -hmm. and if you seal up all the other holes that the bats are coming through which i would recommend you do anyway right and then you i guess wait maybe you both climb onto the roof and wait until dark of night and watch all the bats fly out of the chimney and then seal up the chimney would they wouldn't that solve the problem adam no, because one, we don't have a count of them. Two, they're like mice. They can squeeze their body and get through lots of areas. It's not really feasible. I mean, without basically plastering the entire house over, you know, from the foundation up, it's not going to happen. It would go into many thousands of dollars rather than poison. Well, just before, before just to consider your hypothetical bad cost further. If you were to poison them all, Adam, wouldn't that mean your house would be packed full of bat corpses that would just rot there? Yeah. Well, it does do you happen to know whether professional bat removal actually removes the carcasses of the bats? I'm not sure. No, I don't know. Okay. I believe they do, but if we don't seal up the house, then there's they're just going a new brood will come in at some point. What do you mean? There's another gang of bats next door just waiting to move in once these guys are killed? Could be. I, I haven't kept tabs on the bat population. So, let me just make sure I understand. Noah, you're saying you want to go through a house sealing up process and hope that the bats self-deport, basically, right? To urge them along that way, but in the meantime, don't make it easy for them to come out of that bathroom area and surprise us. How would you, how would you accomplish that? Um, keeping the lights on and keeping the door closed. If you see that one picture where I have um, cardboard blocking the top area so they oh, can't yeah. squeeze through. You really know how to do it up nice, that's for sure. Or it can finish the ceiling. Yeah. You're, like the, you're like the renovation brothers on HGTV. You know how I got some cardboard and I put that up? Here's what I see. Is it the renovation brothers, Jesse? What are those two weird Canadian dudes? One of them is a magician. I think, wait a minute. Property, bro property Brothers. You're just describing Cirque du Soleil. Well, no, it's true. Property Brothers, two, two Canadian guys go around renovating houses, and one of them is a part-time uh, stage magician in uh, Las Vegas. 
Uh, you can tell he's the magician because he's got blonde highlights. Uh, and, uh, and, they, and they go around describing their vision. And you're like those guys. They're like, let's just put up some cardboard. I see the cardboard here and the duct tape solution. Guys, I have yes. to ask you, what's your long-term plan for this house? That's not representative of the rest of the house, but there was mold in there when we got it, and it just hasn't, the ceiling hasn't been put up. That's due to basically laziness and procrastination. Yeah, most of the house is much nicer than that. That's just, I think they're coming through there because that is the the open area. Well, how much would it cost for you to finish this bathroom? Why don't you just finish this bathroom up good? I'm not sure how much it would cost. We'd have to look into that. Not very much. We have the ceiling materials. So it's just through laziness and procrastination? Pretty much. Who's, who's, who's laziness and who's procrastination? Both. For it's both. a group effort. <laughs> the two of you are fixing this up yourselves? No. Obviously not. <laughs> My dad is going to help us with it. Neither of us is very handy. I've started on it, but if I do it, it'll just be, it'll be done, but it'll be ugly. Okay. Uh, I think I have everything I need to make my decision. Uh, let me, uh, let me go into chambers. Jesse, clear the chambers of snakes and bats. I'll go in there and I'll hide for a little while and then I'll come back. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Noah, can you sleep at night with the constant threat of bat attacks? It's difficult because they also come out right next to my bedroom here, and I hear them in the walls of my bedroom. So it's a little scary. Have you thought about renting? I'd be That would be more expensive. This is a very cheap. Our house payment's maybe $200 a month, so it's kind of a trade-off. <laughs> Holy mackerel. So this is actually a cheaper solution than living in a car. Probably, if it was a halfway decent car, yes. Wow. Adam, are you really more lazy than you are afraid of being attacked by a bat while you're asleep? No, I'm less handy than I am anything. But, yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much. It happens on occasion, and finishing the bathroom just fixes that one room. Like I said, they've come in through my room a couple times. They go up through other areas. Killing the bats the solution to that. Wouldn't the bats just come? Wouldn't different bats just come if you killed the bats that were in the house? That's Noah's theory. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, I get the impression that there's not a lot that bothers you. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> when you say that you've lived in places that were worse. I lived in a basement that flooded on occasion because of a slumlord in college. So, yeah, this is better than being constantly sick due to mildew. Fair enough. We'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say before we get to the verdict. I'm going to head over to the chambers so that the judge and I can uh, briefly discuss the Max Fund Drive. Ah, Judge Hodgman, it's it's nice to see you in your deliberative state. I'm just so scared of bats. I was wondering if you were quaking with thought or quaking with fear. No, I'm I'm caulking every every joint and hole in this chambers, <laughs> trying to keep the bats out. You know what keeps us in caulk, Judge no. Hodgman? 
the support of all of the Judge John Hodgman listeners who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and support the show. Oh, I know. Thanks to them, we're able to do this show and I'm able to supply, uh, keep an ample supply of joint compound to keep my chambers bat free. Judge Hodgman, you take no salary. You, you see uh, justice as being its own reward. Indeed. Uh, but there are numerous costs involved in the production of this show, from uh, the production to the editing to the equipment to the hosting. And all of those are paid for by uh, the support of our listeners who give you know, a few dollars a month or uh, many dollars a month and uh, support all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. Wait, Jesse, you mean it's not supported by a big, uh, a, a big uh, national grant from a foundation? <laughs> the national the national we did apply but we did not get the grant this year from the national foundation for comedic justice we're not we're not suckling at the teat of the federal government we don't get a single dollar from uh foundations or from the government or on this show even from advertising this the costs of this show are completely supported by the people who listen to it wait a minute we don't get any money from facebook or the canadian house of pizza and garbage or all the other great companies that we buzz market for on this show? The only support that we have is from folks who say, this show is worth something to me, and then they go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and give. Now, well, I have, to say, is, I have to say I'm disappointed, but inspired. <laughs> the good news is that uh, when you give, you get extra stuff. So anybody who gives anything gets access to uh, all of this donors-only content. Wait a minute, Jesse. You're saying that even though... They already get the show for free unless they choose to do their part and pledge. You're also going to give them more on top of that? Anybody who gives anything, $5 a month or more, gets access to a treasure trove of digital content uh, on our website, which includes, uh, among other things, a special episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast that is only available to donors. Wait a minute, Jesse. You're saying that not only do people get the podcasts free of charge, and then have an opportunity to finally do their part and stop being deadbeats and pay for it. When they do it, you're going to give them something else on top of that? Yeah. And, oh. and in fact, there are other things. For $10 a month, you become a friend of the family where you get one of our Maximum Fun friendship bracelets, uh, which can be worn by anyone. They're in the official Maximum Fun colors. They are um, they're lovely, and they show anyone who's in the know that you're also in the know. For $20 a month, you join the Diamond Friendship Circle and you get a stainless steel water bottle with our Maximum Fun logo on it. And I am super excited about the Friendship Emergency Kit, which is what you get at the $35 a month level. Um, What's in it? This, well, you get the water bottle and the friendship bracelet sure. to start with and you get access to all of the digital stuff. But you also get a whole... Um, a whole panoply of friendship-related items. For example, just to give one example, you get some uh, Tonks coffee. Tonks is a sort of ultra-fancy coffee brewer, um, and they have agreed to let us use this coffee for, you know, for brewing a cup of coffee to share with your friends. Oh, you so get a when we get up really early in the morning, Jesse, and go out on the back porch and watch the sunrise while we let our wives sleep in, it's our time. That's the friendship time that we have. We could drink you know, Tong's coffee then. You know what we're going to be wearing? Our um, best friend's necklaces. But also pajamas, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, good. 
<laughs> those two things. <laughs> they come with best friends necklaces, uh, playing cards, uh, bubblegum cigars, uh, Alka-Seltzer in case you go out with a friend and you have a little bit too much to drink and you need a little plop-plop fizz-fizz in if, the morning. Or if you just want to explode some seagulls. Uh, perhaps my favorite item that is included in the uh, Friendship Emergency Kit is a box of Good Friends cereal. Oh, it's delicious in milk or just on its own in a little gorp. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll talk more about the Max Fun Drive uh, a little bit later on in the show, but we hope that you will make the choice to support the work that we do. If you like this show and um, uh, you think that it's you know worth paying for, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate now because the pledge drive only lasts for two weeks and it's only two weeks uh, window where you can get all this Awesome thank you stuff. And, and we sure appreciate the thousands of people who uh, support our shows. Maximumfund.org slash donate. Let's, I'm going to head back uh, outside and uh, get people ready to receive your judgment. Okay, Jesse, I feel so much calmer now that, we, now that we've gone through that. I, I, I'm not worried about the bats anymore. In fact, I think I'm going to go turn some soothing music on here on my old-timey jukebox that I have. Oh, thousands and thousands of cockroaches! <laughs> I listen to actually every show on Max Fun. You could say relentless positivity. Um, that's probably a good way of putting it. They're always looking at things in the way I'd like the world to be looked at. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Lindsay. And we donate to MaximumFun.org. Probably My Brother, My Brother and Me was the first full episode I listened to. Yeah, Mabim Bam was a pretty great way to start her off because those McElroys are charming. Listen to people be friends. <laughs> Best thing. I'm super excited about throwing shade, and it's so funny and it's so charming. Yeah, honestly, I feel like every every year Max Fun adds new shows, and every year I step up my donation to make sure that more shows can join. Yeah, I think it's really easy to support people who make fantastic things. I get a ridiculous amount of entertainment from Max Fun every month, and it doesn't cost me a lot. Support Maximum Fun today. Just visit maximumfun.org/donate. Thank you. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Guys, you got to do something about these bats. <laughs> They're inside your house. I lived for, uh, for a period of time in a house that was infested with uh, mice, which are very similar to bats, except less creepy. And, uh, and it, I can understand how even good intention people can come to live as animals, as <laughs> the presence of an invasive species seems more and more uh, intractable and normal and such that you do not pause uh, when you open your silverware drawer to find it uh, full of rolling mouse feces. Nor do you pause to continue to invite friends over for weekends in the country and serve them food from silverware that has touched mouse feces. This is a terrible, terrible uh, uh, animalistic spiral that the two uh, species are going through together. You are being dragged down to a, a Winchester Mystery House style craziness by these bats. And I don't think the bats are enjoying it very much either. Two of you have to end this codependent relationship as soon as possible. And you need to begin 
living again like humans. In many ways, the problem is not that you're living with bats. The most interesting problem is that you're living with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree, yeah. It's, you guys have very different different worldviews, and I'm trying to put my put my finger on exactly what pop cultural reference I can make, but there may not be one. You're certainly not the same. infested odd couple. Yeah. Well, all right. There you go. See, this is what I'm saying. Rabies infested odd couple. That's better than anything I could have come up with. Who's that? Noah. All right, Noah. You, you right. seem to be the one with your finger on the pulse of entertainment. Here's what you're going to do. Yes, I, I have no life. Yes, I agree. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to call up, I don't care who it is, TLC, Discovery, <laughs> History Channel. There's got to be a historical. Is there any history to this house? I haven't researched. It's old enough to wait, be, wait. but we're in an area that it's probably just very sad. Let me, let, me put it, let me put it this way. Is there anything in the house that you could potentially sell at a pawn shop? No, if there's anything at that point, then uh, it was taken whenever we moved in. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you here. Yes, I understand. Just say, yeah, I suppose there's something. Sure, there's got to be something. Great, then it's there's for the History Channel, HGTV. You call them up. You explain to them, it's like rabies-infested odd couple. We're the Bat Brothers. We live in a crazy foreclosed home full of bats, and every now and then they come out and frighten, of, frighten us. And one of us screams like a baby, and the other one smashes it with an OED. Come down and film this. Just give us enough money to take care of the bats. Because here's the thing. There is a big part of me that really wants to tell Adam, go for it. Bug bomb those bats out of existence. Uh, because I think it would be amusing to him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and would go a long way to getting rid of the problem. But I don't think a solution to this problem involves adding on to this house that is plugged up with cardboard and fiberglass uh, uh, the problem of walls and basements full of bat corpses slowly decaying. I don't think that's going to be a good solution. But you really do need to get rid of the bats because, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be alarmist. There are those who believe that bats come into your house. It's a superstition. Uh, that, that, that is an omen of your death. I do not believe in that. But I, it is the case that bats are vectors for a lot of different diseases. Bat bites can, can be very subtle, and you might not detect them until... Uh, it's too late to be properly vaccinated against rabies. It's a big deal. This is not a way that you want to live your life. Um, so I order you, and I order everyone in the audience, to contact everyone you know at every cable channel and encourage them to contact the Bat Brothers via me to do an episode of some TV show or maybe even a series, The Deadliest Bats. <laughs> And allow that to, uh, to, to, to subsidize the bat removal that these guys aren't willing to pay for. And if that does not come to fruition, I am telling you guys, put a bat jar aside. And every time your brother kills something, or every time your other brother screams, put $5 in there and raise the money to get some professional Bat removal experts down there and get rid of it, or else you don't deserve to live in a ramshackle <laughs> shack. 
This is the sound of a gavel. Wee, wee, wee. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Noah, Adam, you're living in nightmarish squalor. <laughs> but at least you have the comfort of a firm decision, right? Yes, it's more cut and dried than many of that I've heard from this podcast. Noah, has Adam ever not grumbled about anything? Like if I told Adam I was getting him a Maserati for his birthday, would he grumble about that? Um, you heard that he likes to beat things with blunt objects, and I live in the same house. What would you answer? <laughs> well, Noah, Adam, I, I hope we've helped a little bit. Thank you very much for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Yeah, thank Is you. Maserati coming. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in with the TLC or whatever deal. And, uh, and with all due respect, Jesse, yeah. the next time you have another child or you have to go to Europe to put on some ties and special socks or whatever it is you do that takes you away from this podcast from time to time. I would like to recruit Adam as a new guest bailiff in the future. <laughs> I think Adam is much better equipped to be the bailiff than I am. Yeah, thank you. Good luck Better with guys. the bats. Take care. That was a creepy one, Jesse. That was intense. That one guy wanted to kill, kill, kill. And that other guy just wanted to scream, scream, scream. It's like Goofus and Gallant. Jesse, do you know there are a lot of uh, superstitions about bats? A lot of people feel that if a bat flies into your house, it means uh, it means someone in the house is going to die or be murdered by their brother. <laughs> and then in China, bats are, are counterintuitively, or by contrast in China, bats are considered to be good luck. Do you know uh, what it means if a bat comes into your house and it has a, f- a five-foot wingspan? What does that mean? It's just your dog playing a trick on you again. <laughs> Let's clear the docket, Jesse. Andrew writes, My roommate Adam likes to add a disinfectant disc to the toilet tank that supposedly cleans the bowl and as a side effect turns the water blue. I don't care about this affectation, but he believes that I should share the cost of these discs. This disagreement has become emblematic of other tensions surrounding dishes and cleaning other common areas. He cooks an average of 10 meals a week, whereas I skip breakfast every day and do a lot of takeout. He feels that I should be doing dishes as often as he does, though he clearly dirties more dishes than I do. We seek a decision on both the division of labor and the compensation for future purchases of blue toilet discs. Move out! Move out! I'm tired of dealing with you odd couples. <laughs> you obviously should not be living together. One of you doesn't even care about disinfectant discs. But if you must live together, I'm going to say this. Uh, you got to pitch in for the disinfectant discs. But on the other hand, your friend and roommate has to do his own dumb dishes. Jesse, we got to go. Wait, before we go, we have to tell people about the maximum fun drive one more time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, everybody who's driving, pull over your cars and get out your internets and go to MaximumFun.org and click donate. Why? Because that's how we raise the money to continue to operate not just the Judge John Hodgman podcast, but all the fine podcasts that come to you under the beautiful banner of Maximum Fun. My brother and my brother and me. Uh, uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself. Jordan, Jesse, Go. Which ones am I missing there? Jesse, lots, Bullseye. right? Bullseye. Bullseye. 
Everyone thinks that's uh, that's a, a, on terrestrial radio. It must be getting millions of dollars from Barack Obama every day. No, it's supported by you, the listener of the Maximum Fun comedic and quality broadcasting empire. I'm going to make an offer here. This is the $50 per month Thorn Family Blondie Brigade level. This is shows you how serious I personally am about this fun drive. If you donate $50 a month, not only will you get uh, the friendship bracelet, access to all of the digital content, the water bottle, and the entire uh, friendship emergency kit, but I will personally bake you a batch of blondies and I will FedEx them to your door. I, I, I baked dozens of batches of blondies last year. I will bake as many as it takes this year. That is how serious I am about the Max Fun Drive. If you join at $100 a month, the Golden Eagle level, you get all of that stuff. Plus, you get to come to the Max Fun Dinner, or I will take you out to lunch anytime that you're in Los Angeles. Uh, the Max Fun Dinner is the special dinner the night before Max Fun Con. And if you join at the $200 a month level, which is Jordan's Platinum Angels, you also get a free ticket to Max Fun Con. You can join me and Judge Hodgman and uh, lots of other brilliant and amazing people at the most amazing weekend of your life. So there are levels for everyone from $5 a month to $200 a month. The most important thing is that, you know, these shows cost money to produce. We're professionals and, um, you know, we have to pay rent and utilities and hosting and all of those things. And the way we do it is rather than charging you up front, we say we'll give everyone these shows for free. And if you think that there's something that is of value to you, uh, you just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and whatever your means are. Uh, you know, kick us a little something. The Blondie My Mail program is, I think, the best example of how Maximum Fun is not just a, a broadcasting empire slash charity case. It is also a community of people who are truly friends with one another, uh, who will do things like make blondies for one another and put them through the mails. It's something that is truly, um, we all support each other and we all trust one another to not poison us. So... <laughs> and so far no one's been poisoned and uh, and i think it's only going to get better from here so if you were waiting for the chance to do the right thing now's the time thank you everybody and just go to maximumfund.org slash donate and then you know while you're doing it brag about it on twitter and whatnot and thank you to the hundreds and thousands of people who support our work every day uh we really really uh, appreciate your help. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Bye-bye. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at gosuperego.com. You can find John Hodgman online at areasofmyexpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.